Hey there! Welcome to the Cheerful by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart, and we're going to talk about all the things that make up happiness and how you can create more happiness in your life. Let's make those happy endings starting today. Welcome to the Cheerful by Choice podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited to hear how she stays happy through all of her challenges. Melissa Miller was a nurse and then life happened. She's going to tell us all about it. And she's able to be happy still. She's able now to help reach out and help all of us find more happiness, especially the stay-at-home moms and caregivers out there. Um, Melissa, how do you do it? Um, with a lot of grace. <laughs> a a lot, lot of grace. Um, tapping into being organized, I would say, is the biggest thing that I've learned. Prioritizing my own self-care. It, it's taken a process. It's been a process, I should say, to get there, right? Um, when I started my caregiving journey two years ago, uh, I was out of my head, very disorganized, put myself on the back burner. I, your girl was not what she is today. Okay. Well, we'll just leave that as it is. Okay. I just was <laughs> not where I am today. Um, but I, I, I've made it, you know, and, and, and I'm so thankful that I've come through the fire to now help other moms come through the fire, if that makes sense. Yes. And oh my goodness, that, that self-care is so important. Um, so now that you're through the fire, is it the same as it was before? What was it like before all the crazy happened? Okay. So before my husband got sick, we were your typical family, right? Um, we worked opposite shifts so we could, uh, avoid the, um, cost of childcare for our daughter. Cause we had we have one daughter. She's almost three now. She's about to turn three next month. Uh, but at the time when my husband got sick, she was just about to turn one. And for that first year, we were like, we don't want to, we couldn't afford for me to be a stay-at-home mom. So we worked opposite shifts, did all the things, uh, just planned on being a regular family. We're, you know, working, raising our daughter, just all the typical things, like investing in a home, all the things, you know, paying off debt, all the things that you would have um, planned for a family. But all that changed in December when my husband started having seizures. At the time, we just thought it was him passing out because he's exhausted, working 40 plus hours a week, taking care of our daughter. We just thought that was just the typical, you know, just exhaustion. We never anticipated that it would be that, that we were having to shift so 360 degrees for a life-altering illness. And but tell me about that day when you made that decision that it's time to make a change. Tell me about that, that moment. Um, I think it hit me in May of 2020. Um, I had gone on a medical leave, what we thought was going to be a three-week medical leave to just see if we can get my husband stabilized with new medication. But in my gut though, when I made that choice to go on that medical leave, I had a feeling in my gut that I knew something was going to probably have to change. That if this didn't work, or maybe I was in denial at that point that maybe this wasn't, this wasn't going to be, we weren't going to be able to go back to the normal that we had before because of this illness, because I was learning more about it and things were just so out of control with my husband's health. So I think in my gut, I just knew I had to do something. So I started job hunting, but I couldn't find anything that really worked with a chronic illness and needing to be available 24 seven for my family. So I just knew I had to make a change and it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> scary. Trusting your gut is so scary sometimes, right? And there's no logical explanation for it when you have that gut feeling. You just there's just something about it, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and you did it. I, I did. And well, and I think I got a sign from God in the universe by the fact that I only have a back, I only had a background for 15 years as a certified nursing assistant. I had no bachelor's, I had no BA BA. Uh, um, I couldn't work outside the home. And even though things I was looking at were offering remote work because of the pan pandemic at the time, they were still having the plan of going back to onsite working once things calmed down. So that didn't really make sense or work either. So it just made sense that I had to plot my own path and do something really crazy, really out there, but that would be 
flexible enough to allow me to be the mom and the caregiver that I need to do. But it was scary. I tell you, it was really scary because I have, I had no clue what I was doing in the beginning. Let me tell you. (laughs) And then what happened? Um, I would say it was a big journey of transition, a big journey of discovery uh, between May and December. I didn't know what I was doing. I was figuring it out. I niched down like four or five different times. I finally hired my business coach. I just had to get clarity about what I wanted to do. But one thing that did become clear is through my own journey is just the lack of resources and support that I was needing with being in a really complicated situation and an unexpected uh, situation where I was thrust into being a stay-at-home mom, having to make that choice, be a full-time caregiver for an illness that is not readily understood or has a lot of good treatment in of itself. So what do you do and how do you find support for something so unusual and so complicated? There wasn't anything. And so I was really starting to feel, and it made sense, okay, I didn't have the support that I needed when I was starting my journey, but I know there's got to be other women out there going through the same thing. And it Mm -hmm. is so not okay that they don't have the tools and resources they need. There's stuff for stay-at-home moms, which is good. There's stuff for chronic illnesses by themselves, which is good, but there's nothing for in between when you're thrust into that choice of, okay, okay, your spouse gets sick with an um, incurable chronic illness that's unpredictable. You have small kids what do you do? Where do you find support? There's nothing for in between. So I was like, I'm going to change that. I'm going to create resources and support for that on my own, because it's not talked about. There's no, there's no one talking about it. And that is not okay. That's awesome. And were you, um, what is your hardest day? This is cheerful by choice. We're talking about how we stay happy anyway. And I know you are, I can see your face. How, how did you get through the hardest day? What was your hardest moment? And was it just a day or was it like May through December? Was that whole time just really hard to get through? I would say it was May through October was the hardest time of 2020 for me because my husband's health was just so out of control. We could not catch a break. We went through, between that time, we blew through three different medications, two different doctors. Uh, my husband's seizure activity was ranging where he was having 10 to 20 plus seizures a month. So we just oh. could not get a break. Uh, the different meds that we tried all had different side effects in of themselves. We were in the midst of trying to get him a um uh, qualified. Well, I mean, he qualified, but we, the process of getting, you know, like Medicaid for me since I quit my job cold turkey and getting him qualified for uh, uh, social security disability and you know, doing all that paperwork, food stamps, you name it. It was just so out of control. And so it was just days of feeling like, what the heck are we going to do? How the heck am I going to get myself through this? And at the same time, all the while being a mom, being a caregiver, being a spouse, and building a business from scratch with no prior training. I mean, my, my, I have family members in my family that have gone to school to do all this tech stuff, you know, they've got, they've been trained in this stuff. I haven't. So I'm learning this on the fly by myself, my coach help, but still you're out of your head going, what am I doing? Or am I even doing the right thing? There is that imposter syndrome, right? Of second guessing, Am I making the best choice for my family? And am I going to be able to pull it off? You know what I mean? Right. That imposter syndrome is so huge. I remember when our quads were born and I was like, I'm just not even the mom. I need help. Everybody else is the mom. It's a community family. We need a village to raise. And I was like, well, who am I? Right. (laughs) And it takes some work to decide. Yeah, I'm still the mom. I did birth those kids. And you are, this is one of the things I want all of the listeners to know, whatever you're dealing with, you are the one in that situation for a reason, because you're the one who can handle it. You're the one who can inspire those around you. And you are the one to take it on. You'll get through it. Exactly. And that's why I tell my moms every day when I'm writing my posts, when I'm doing my reels, I say, listen, you are the expert and the captain of your ship. You know your family better than anybody. So it's up to you and it's on you to advocate for your family. But at the same time, give yourself some grace and, and, and stand in that truth. 
you mm-hmm. know your family better than anybody. So there's going to always be those moms out there or people that offer the unsolicited advice that we do not want to hear, that we do not need, especially when we're so stressed out being full-time caregivers and moms. But at the same time, stand in that truth. You are powerful and strong. In fact, I just got done writing something about that. It, this is stars are lining up. Ooh, I got chills. This is so good. <laughs> um, you are strong. You are so strong. You are tough. It's okay to have moments where you go. I know we talk about being cheerful, but is there, it's okay to feel those feelings and let them out. You have to release the negative energy and the negative thoughts and emotions to be able to move forward. So believe me, I've had days where I've cried, where I've wanted to scream, where I've gone, Lord, I know there's purpose in this, but right now I just feel like I'm in the trenches and I just want to scream and I cannot take one more hit. You know, it just, I cannot take another hit, but at the same time, that's where faith comes in. That's where your inner strength comes in and you are so tough. So just hang in there. You have to hang in there. Yes. And I heard a quote the other day that I, I wish I heard earlier in my journey, we, I think that we tend to keep those feelings inside. Sometimes we're like, oh, I've been given this. This is what my story was that I asked for this. I signed up for this. I came to earth. This is the plan. It's going to be okay. Smile through it and just keep going. And we don't want to complain because what happens when you complain to God? It might, it might not turn out so good. <laughs> and the quote that I heard yesterday or whatever day it was, um, God can handle it. We're afraid of like expressing our feelings and putting our heart out there and saying, this is hard. Help me out, God. I, I'm having a hard day. He can handle it. <laughs> he can. Praise the Lord. He can handle it. And I think it's something too for the believers out there. I think it's important to remember that the Bible is our lifeline. The Bible is our guidebook. And it was, it's really interesting. Um, I just started reading this book, um, The Believer Journal by Carrie Evelyn. And it's a, it's a year long little journal thing. And it is so funny. Well, actually it's not funny. It's God aligned. Okay. I'm just going to tap into that. Um, the verses that I've been having each week, cause you have a verse that that's your theme for each week. Oh my gosh, it is just the timing of, I started this around Thanksgiving. It is totally lining up with where I'm headed for 2022 and just where I'm at in my journey. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. So I want, I want to just encourage you that if you are struggling spiritually, it might be time to get back into the Bible. And we're not talking about where you have to spend hours or, you know, you have to really write your life story to, you know, to really get there, but even just taking a verse and just really tapping into it, like the verse for um this week in proverbs 1921 and it talks um it's that verse of um you know you know man plans his way but god's way prevails you know and i think that's so true it's like okay we did not plan for these things to happen when our with our spouse getting sick or maybe it's your kids life is tough and there's just some things in life that are just so out of our control which sucks it's not fun it's okay to feel those things But at the same time, there is this element of hope and strength that I want to get across. And that even when life feels like, like for me last year, when life was so out of control and I wanted to scream, God still had a way. He connected me with my business coach. He got me in a community where I felt empowered and and to keep going with my message. He's shown me and blessed me with being able to connect, like, like getting to work here with Lydia, for example, getting to work with people and do things I would never do. Do you think that I had ever thought it, after starting a healthcare career that I would be doing this? No, <laughs> I'm building a brand. I'm building a business. Do you think I would have been planning on doing that? Heck no. So God opens the doors and you have to also, with that in mind, there's some doors that are meant to be closed for a reason. So there's that element of, okay, God direct my path, shut the doors that are not meant for me but open the ones that are and help me just be aligned and open to receive that. Even if it is through a hard situation, my husband's illness has been one big door that's led to so many opportunities. Now, do I wish, am I happy that my husband got sick and has to deal with something so hard for the rest of his life? Obviously not. 
but I do want to look at the positive in the midst of the negatives. That's beautiful. I love that. Shut the doors that are not for me. So many times people get stuck in this. I don't have an open door and not uh, looking for what door is open, but we get stuck looking at all the missed opportunities or um, thinking, woe is me, why me, instead of, okay, I've got this situation, what am I going to do about it? How can I get through it? And what does God have in mind for me to learn from this? And what, what's one thing that you've learned from your experience? Um, what is one thing I've learned from my experience? I think, um, well, one of my taglines is expect the unexpected. That's the way the territory goes with a chronic illness, because um, just speaking from what I know about epilepsy, even you can go like years being stabilized on medication and then have a huge episode and then you have to start from square one, so to speak. So expect the unexpected. But I think the biggest thing that it has taught me though with living in that kind of a lifestyle is to be prepared, to plan ahead, to think ahead, um, both in terms of your self-care and also even just planning ahead in and of itself is a form of self-care. So having tools and resources to help you organize and be ready for when your spouse attack, then you don't have to think about it um, in the heat of a moment with an emergency, you know where to find the meds, you know where to find your spouse or partner's medication or medical information and having all that consolidated as an example in one spot. So you're not having to strain in your brain or where, um, for important details that you need to tell the um, doctors at the hospital, the EMTs, little things like that. So it may sound like something really small, but just having that thought put in, in the, and putting in the work ahead of time, it lessens your, the other tagline for me is lessen your stress, you know, put in some effort today to lessen your stress for tomorrow. So plan ahead, realize it's a form of self-care and just be prepared for the unexpected. I love that. And that's really helpful for any kind of emergency situation. Um, like our grab bags, if you're going to have an emergency where you have to evacuate or something, sometimes we've got fires in our area that people have had to evacuate or floods or anything. If you have all of your necessary medical documents and whatnot all consolidated in one spot, how much better is that for your brain to be like, okay, there's my stuff. I just know where it is. And I don't even have to think about it or worry. And I can focus on my family and my loved ones and where I've got to go and how to find people or whatever it is. I don't have to think about that other, oh no, where's the insurance card? Do I have this covered or not? Um, just have it all in one spot. That's really great for every situation. I think we should all do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I, I tell my moms, like the first thing of, when you're, when you're just starting out and you're in your transition from going from being a working out of the side, working outside the home mom to being a stay-at-home mom, the first thing I tell them to do is create your emergency binder. So um, have all your spouse or partner's medical information in there then that way in the heat of the moment, you're good to go. So all the basics, um, uh, insurance, like you suggested, um, signs and symptoms of their illness, um, what makes triggers, what makes their condition worse. Just And also just having a place with the um, organize all the information. So I have a binder, but also I keep a notebook. So as episodes happen, writing out those details because those details mm. are what helps your medical team be clear on what's happening, what, it, and gives them information about, okay, oh, we're seeing this. We need to probably start implementing a new, uh, a new medication or a new treatment because this obviously is not working because this has kept happening repeatedly. So little things like that. So just having, and having it again, all in one spot in a designated spot where, and also besides having it consolidate and having it in one spot in a place where everyone can find it in case you're not there. So, yes, that's what I was going to say. This is going to be so good if you're not able to be there and someone else is taking your loved one to the emergency room or something, they'll know what, and I'm thinking special needs kids, 
autistic kids or otherwise, I, I have some of that in my family, those triggers, <laughs> they are so important for everybody to know. Mm -hmm. um, I have one of my kids who's deathly afraid of needles. Ooh. He cannot have a shot. <laughs> We've, um, he actually opted to not get numbed when he's getting a cavity filled because he would rather not have a needle. <laughs> it's, oh. it's okay to drill your teeth. Just don't, don't show him the needle. And he, he was so excited. Yeah. I didn't have to have a needle. I'm like, wow, that, that doesn't sound like a picnic for me. <laughs> and so having those things available for anybody in the family, um, would you suggest there's this overkill to have an emergency binder for other people in the family too? Like they have allergies or anything and have it all in one spot. Yeah, you can. And, and with my binder in particular, you can, you can do that. I mean, it's curtailed obviously with the, with the thought in mind, excuse me, for spousal caregivers, but you can use it for anybody. So the idea of what I always say is like, I might give you the resource, but tweak it in a way that works for you. So um, cause there is this other thing of like, you have to do it exactly like X, Y, and Z or cause, oh, so-and-so or like Melissa told me to do it this way. So I have to do it like X, Y, and Z. No, the idea is I want to give you, I want to get resources into your hands so you can have them available, but then tweak it in such a way that works for you. So, um, may, there's note pages in here, for example, that you could like, like how I use my notebook, um, to write out all the signs and symptoms of an attack. But if you want, you could also have just a binder as well. So I have everything. So I have my organizer with a notebook all together. So I have um, the notes from the attacks together, but I also have, but then I use my organizer because it's what works for me. I use it more to write out all the protocols. So like you get this med for this situation, all the, I have all my emergency contacts in there. Um, urgent care information, hospital information. So yeah, I would recommend having just everything together and especially um, prioritizing the ones though that have um, allergies because there's a section here for allergies as well. So um, the ones that have major allergies, um, chronic illnesses, um, just really high, you know, major health concerns. So that way anybody that's um, in the home, if you're not there, they have that, they have that um, Bible, if you will, of knowing what to do with those illnesses, with those injuries, with those allergies and those kind of things. And then this comes back to trusting that gut feeling that you get to know what your particular situation, how you are in charge of that responsibility and taking care of your loved ones. And you know what's best. If you, you have a tweak idea, then use it. Mm -hmm. Trust, trust your gut, trust that. Exactly. That's the biggest, I think the strongest foundation is be open to resources. I'm not saying that you can't take inspiration from people. Believe me, I have a lot of influencers I follow from my work. I have other moms I follow that I've gotten ideas for how I take care of my family. It's all good. I'm not saying that you can't take inspiration, but what it comes back to is inspiration is fine, but it's not, but everyone's different. And it's not meant to be a situation where you have to copy someone to a T because it's honestly not going to work for you. Take inspiration where you find it and, and, and what helps, helps you get organized and structured. That's good. And that's okay. But tweak it in a way that works for you. Cause like, you know, I'm all about creating, helping moms create manageable systems for their unique situation. So like I deal with epilepsy, but someone else may be dealing with MS. Someone else may be dealing with cancer. Someone else might be dealing with type one diabetes. So, or a special needs kid, like you, like you talked about, maybe that's autistic or something like that. So there's different triggers, there's different medications, different side effects from treatments. So there's all these other um, variables that we need to take into account. So, uh, so if you try copying my model to a T, it's probably not going to work for you. <laughs> Right. So you need to do what works for you. Work, do what works for you. That's the main mantra here. And I had this idea come to my head. So I'm going to say it because inspiration is what you get from other people mm -hmm. and revelation, the personal revelation, that soul nudge, that gut feeling mm -hmm. I, that's probably coming from God, putting it into you and recognize and trust that as your personal revelation for your personal situation. 
to I love that go along with the inspiration. Yes, yeah. So take the inspiration, but turn it into the revelation that you feel in your gut is right for you. Absolutely, absolutely. <gasps> this is so good. I got chills. This is so good. This is, so, this, is fire. <laughs> this is fire content right here. So I hope you all are taking notes. I hope you all are taking notes. Oh, I should tell people next time, get your pen out because we're going to have note taking time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and I would say too, um, in terms of other resources, there's lots out there. You don't have to necessarily just follow like um, a mom mentor, like who I am or and caregiver coach, like who, what I am, what I am. Uh, but be open to podcasts. I have learned a lot from like listening to podcasts. Um, I have a lot of business coaching books. I'm just kind of speaking from my thing, but you can tweak it how you get inspiration. I mean, because the internet is just chocked full of stuff. I mean, obviously not everything is good and honest. So use a little discretion, but tap into resources that you have, support groups, um, excuse me, um, books, um, podcasts, you know, courses, whatever you need to tap into to help you become more educated and more aligned, do it. Because <laughs> you can't do this journey alone as a mom, as a caregiver, as a business owner, there's just no way that you can do it. Knowledge is power. So educate yourself in whatever way works for you. So if it's listening to audiobooks, if it's listening to a podcast, if it's attending a class via online or in person or reading a book or a series of books, just do it. It will save you so much heartache if you can invest now to save yourself stress later. Invest now to save your stress later. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what's your go-to tool to get your more happy happening? Um, lately so from, many choices, right? I know. <laughs> um, I really have gotten into, uh, I loved listening to music. And so I do like my Spotify. I do like YouTube. I do love, I am getting back into journaling. I've been, I've kept a diary since I was a little girl, but in my adult life, I haven't really tapped into that as much, but man, when you're doing inner work, getting, you know, brain dumping all the crap that's in your brain, yes. <laughs> journaling is my go-to. So I love, so like doing the journal book as a guide, which has been kind of cool because I'm getting to tap into both my spiritual walk, but also my business. It's, it's, kind, it's meant for both. So that's kind of my go-to, but that's what works for me. But yeah, medit or maybe it's meditation, maybe it's yoga. Um, I know my business coach, um, one thing that helps her a lot is doing, uh, is working out. So maybe that might be you just to get, to get your heart rate up and just kind of get rid of all the negative energy and stress. That's a cool way to do it. So whatever works for you. Um, but for me, it's definitely music. It's definitely um, reading and educating myself. It's definitely journaling. Those are the ones that really help me the most, at least in the season I'm in. It can change that. I would do want to say that um, we're in different seasons each season is going to change for you, obviously. And so then therefore your um, go-tos for what helped you cope will probably change too. And that's okay. And sometimes it's good to mix it up and have a couple different things, I would say. So that way you don't get burned out on doing the same thing. Like with anything, you know, you keep doing it over and over and over again, then you don't, then you hate it and you can't do it anymore. <laughs> So uh, peanut butter and jelly up. for lunch every day, every yeah, day. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So don't, yeah, exactly that. So don't do peanut butter and jelly all the time. Have a couple things, you know, that you can circulate through to keep it fresh, keep it interesting, keep your, keep your mind engaged. <laughs> Otherwise it will check out. So be aware of that. I love that. And so journaling is your favorite right now. And that's such a good point to say that we're different seasons and we've traveled through these seasons and journaling. There's so many different kinds of journaling to do. Mm -hmm. So you can mix it up within the different um, categories of tools, I guess you could say, like if you're exercising, you can do one kind and then the other and mix it up. Mm -hmm do you have Absolutely. a favorite song do you sing with it or dance with it or you just listen to it I just listen um lately my go-to that I've been doing I've been doing a lot of YouTube like when I work I like to have uh, partly to focus so and keep the noise you know out the chaos out the house you know quiet got my earbuds in your girl works um I really have been listening to a lot of the TBN uh 
specials that um, Lori and Matt Crouch have been doing, you know, with their guests, you know, Matt, um, Nicole, I've really gotten into, um, um, uh, uh, let's see, what are their names? Um, David and Nicole Binion. I, I listen to a lot of Phillips, Craig and Dean, things like that. I just like to have those going. And I really like the themes, the worship music that T and that um, Matt and Lori have been putting together where they bring in some other artists, you know, um, worship leaders and artists that they're just doing like an hour session of just various Christian music, worship music. Um, the one I listened to yesterday was a, was more kind of curtailed around Christmas um, carols and things like that, and just kind of making it into a worship type session, which was really powerful and uplifting. So stuff like that just really kind of gets me inspired, encouraged, it just feeds my soul. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're, you know, I'm, I'm a small town country girl though too. So I do like my Rascal Flats. I like my Carrie Underwood. I like my, um, you know, country artists, you know, once in a while too. So, but I, I really thrive though when I listen to music, I would say above all. Nice. So you are, uh, very close to God, I would say, and you rely heavily on your faith. I do. Did, did you have that at the beginning of the journey? How has that changed through this? I think it's, I think I'm in a place now where I'm tapping back into it more and I'm getting, and I'm really on more growth, um, especially approaching it from, again, going back to the journal, just doing that where I'm not, where I'm just being intentional a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening, it's helping and just having one verse to focus on. And it's a short verse usually. So just bite sizing it, I think is helping me get into it and just kind of eat it more than, than doing those plans where you have to read a whole chapter and then you've got questions and things like that. Just taking a verse and just kind of thinking about it throughout the week has kind of helped and also been spinning on it and thinking about it too it's been interesting how it's been kind of inspiring with some of my content lately for my for my work so I think that has been helpful you know bites for me bite sizing it not you know not having to do a whole chapter or a whole book and just doing a little bit each day so that kind of helped. <laughs> I love that bite sizing and then it's more in-depth study too if you're I, I find myself falling asleep at night when we read scripture and we just, we read a whole chapter and I fall asleep. Right. <laughs> you know, it, that's like our, our brain, I think it has something to do with our brains. Our brains do not have a long attention span. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just be truthful. I mean, come on, think about it. You know, when we're writing our content, what are, what are we told? You know, like, you know, you want to keep them engaged for as long as possible because people will get bored and jump off the page. Hello. So bite-sizing it, I think is very important in all aspects of your life. So whether it's spending time with the Lord, whether it's keeping your kids engaged for an activity, you know, and changing it up with smaller activities, whether it's um, just chipping away at that never ending to-do list throughout the day. Hello, as moms, caregivers, there's a lot that we're doing with on a daily basis and no two days are totally the same. So point taken. So just bite-sizing it um, how you can, I think it's the big thing. It's the biggest thing right now in the season because I have a toddler, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we would, I call that rotation stations are a little bite-sizing. Um, it was really hard for us to have mom attention when six kids, all of them within four years. And so the, those bite sizes really matter. And I think that um, I view God as our heavenly father. And he, as a parent, I think he appreciates those bite size moments as well. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just yeah. so good. Exactly. I think this has been really cool for me lately. Um, when I've been going through this journal, I know I keep going back to it. It's just so good. I'm sorry, but it's just it's no, that's just, great. It's my heart right now. Um, I've been, what I've been doing is every morning and every night, I've been doing it on my stories, on my Instagram stories, you know, taking a screenshot of what I've learned and then writing some sort of thought. And I've been tagging my author, um, Evelyn on it, Carrie. And I think that has just been so cool about how I've gotten the chance to share what I'm learning and inspiring other people, but also just, it's really inspiring. Just, I'm just seeing the growth, you know, there's something to be said about writing it down, if you will, like reading it, but then actually writing about it and thinking about it throughout the week, every day, and just seeing the little bit of growth. 
like I've been, what I've been doing, I love the YouVersion Bible app. It's my favorite app. And I love being able to take um, verses or sections of verses, if you will, and creating images. And so I've been taking the weekly verses from my, um, excuse me, from my journaling book and turning them into images and saving them for later. So I have those to, as inspiration to look at and choose. And I've been really loving just um, using like a mountain sunset scene kind of as inspiration to just kind of so I see it, I see the image, you know, because we do look at imagery, don't we? It's a, way, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a way to kind of calm ourselves and just have that element of hope and encouragement. So I don't know, it just, it's just been some, it's just been interesting how the Lord's been using just even the littlest mundane thing like that to be inspirational and encouraging. So I love that. And I love how you're layering the different senses and the different ways of learning you got the auditory where you you hear the pod, the music and you've got the words where you're speaking and you've got the um the visual and all of the different um you're layering all of the different pieces i think that gets it deeper inside to really create that peace and happiness that, that we need when we layer the different pieces mm -hmm. absolutely well and it makes sense too i mean everyone's different. I mean, I'm a very visual person. And so for example, like with managing our schedule, I have a paper calendar where I write it down. I have, um, I, I also use a sauna and Google calendar to plan out things and I color code. So I have to see things multiple times or hear things multiple times for it to stick in my noggin. I'm just going to be really <laughs> honest. And this goes back when I was a little girl, I just really don't do well unless, without repetition. I, I definitely am a person that has to have a lot of repetition to remember things and that's okay. And that's what I know I need. So for some people, maybe it's, they do, they, it's not so much that they need to see it multiple places. Maybe it's, they just need to color code, put it in their Google calendar or sauna and color code it and just get that daily reminder. For me, I like to do my reminders a day in advance. So I always know what's coming with my meetings, with medical appointments, with speech therapy appointments to my daughter, all those different things. Those things help me a lot. Now for some people that might be a little bit of sensory over, overlooking the ding, 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 ding. But for me, it's like, okay, sanity. I know what's coming. I, I'm, I, I, my stress level is not up here when I know what it's more down here when I know what's coming. But again, everyone's different. So if, if having your phone flash a day in advance with what's coming the next day is a trigger and too overwhelming for you, don't do it. Maybe you just need a paper calendar so you have a visual at least of where everything's at. So do what works for you. It's creating, again, remember guys, it's creating manageable uh, systems that work for you and tweaking it that works for you because everyone's brain is different. Your, you know, Lydia's brain is not the same as mine. So if I try doing it Lydia's way to a T, it's probably going to be a disaster and vice versa. So yeah, our brains, our personality, our experiences, our entire situation so unique and individual we really need to tap into to that gut um revelation like we're talking about before to make that structure support what we need for us in our situation mm -hmm. and with self-care too you know like i you know and with your self-care for example i eat plant-based because i have ibs i have hypothyroidism both of those deal with a lot of gut issues and so eating plant-based and dairy-free, gluten-free helps keep my symptoms down. Not everyone's like that. So you got to do what works for you. It all comes down to just really tapping into how you think, how you feel. Um, if you have your own health issues, you know, or your own anxiety or your mental health, anxiety, depression, whatever you can do to keep things down is the biggest, most important thing. If there's nothing else that you get out from this call, guys, tap into what works for you and run with it. So what do you say to the person who is so crazy and so into like their, their chaos and their survival mode, they don't have time to shower. They don't have time to breathe or think, and they're just, Whoa! how, how do you get the time to make your binder to journal, to know what it is that, because sometimes the stress of all of the, the trauma that we go through causes a lot of digestive problems. How do you know that it's not just stress? How do you get that time to take that self-care that we need? What would you say in that situation? 
Mm, that's a hard one because I had to learn this the hard way. I would say first and foremost, I can't talk, sorry. Um, I would say first and foremost, let's take the buzz out of self-care being selfish. I learned that the hard way. My yes. gut attacks got so out of control between January and now. I mean, I'm just now starting to, because I finally got diagnosed with IBS because we figured out what's wrong because I went through, starting in March, I would say, or May, I started working with my doctors to figure out what was wrong. I waited too late and I didn't prioritize, you know, doing my 15 minute breaks, doing my um, journaling, um, sticking with my plant-based diet. Cause I struggled with doing that the first couple of years after our daughter was born because of all the chaos going on. Right. And plant-based eating is a little more expensive than the typical. So there you go. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the biggest thing is see it as an asset. Okay. Self-care is not selfish. It's necessary because guess what? You can't fill from an empty tank. I learned that the hard way and I got so sick from it. My health just, just really, really declined um, this year, um, starting in January. I just started having a lot more um, gut issues than I normally get, you know, even with my, I didn't know I had IBS at the time, but just with my hypothyroidism, because you do, you are prone to gut problems with that disease in itself. So don't wait, <laughs> don't be two years into your journey, like your girl is, and then start doing self-care. I would say just start now, even just fit like my 15 minute breaks. I tell my moms to do throughout the day. Maybe it's 15 minutes in the morning to journal. Um, maybe it's 15 minutes at night to spend some time in the word. Maybe, you know, to look at read one verse. Um, maybe it's 15 minutes throughout the day. Take a drink of water. Always keep a, a mug or a water bottle with you. Hydrate. Um, step outside. Um, like big thing I'm thinking about now is because I know we're busy, but even if it's just 15 minutes to take a deep breath and just release that just to just take a deep breath step out into another room if you need to even I know you have if you have small kids like I do sometimes it's not possible but just stop and take a deep breath or maybe it's 15 minutes to grab that snack don't skip meals all the I know that's easier said than done but if you make it if you're intentional and make it a priority like look okay I can't fill from an empty cup and I need to be able to show up for my family so I have to make it a priority so even if it's just 15 minutes 15 minutes, y'all, just 15 minutes throughout the day, several times throughout the day, make a big difference. Yes. So true. So, so true. And I would say, even if, if you're in that place where 15 minutes, I can't even get two seconds, start with five minutes Absolutely. and, and just do anything 30 seconds. If you can just have 30 seconds for yourself and work up to 15 minutes any progress is progress, no matter how small progress is progress. And if you take that time for yourself, it's so important and so beneficial. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see the results almost instantly if you take 30 seconds and just catch your breath, pretend you're smiling for a second. And we've talked before about just smile anyway, and it will change you for 30 seconds. Um, Harvard did a study was my favorite study, 30 seconds of holding a power pose, you know, the victory ah, changes the chemicals in your brain mm -hmm. to, in, and give yourself that 30 seconds. Yeah. Or and even up you, to 15 minutes. Right. And I would say too, like, even if you can't, if you can't focus on everything, maybe pick one thing. I noticed when I started doing my journaling first thing in the morning, even if I wasn't like by myself, I, I was sitting on our bed. Like usually what happens is I wake up in the morning, I pull out um, my, I have my cup, my husband makes me a cup of coffee. I take a screenshot, do my morning story, you know, snap that. And then after that, I pull out my journal and just while we're watching Daniel Tiger with my daughter, with our daughter in the morning and while we're sipping our coffee, I use that time while she's kind of entertained and my husband's, you know, not and he's not necessarily having to chase her yet either. I do my journaling. I do my little section of my journal of my book in the morning. Same thing at night while we're watching watching TV, maybe for the, and winding down for the day. Pull it out, and I also use that time to pull out my journal too, and maybe journal some ex do some extra writing too to get that in. So it doesn't have to be necessarily by yourself, but even just taking the time to where you're getting it in, that's huge too because it still happens, right? If it happens, it's done right? Versus just yes. thinking about it. So just implement it where you can, even if you're having to multitask, because right? I think that's the other thing. 
<laughs> that happens as a mom is we become expert um, multitaskers. So if that's the only way right now with the season that you're in is to get it in kind of like where I'm at right now with a small child, I don't care. Do it. Yes. And that's such a good point too, because a lot of people think to have self-care means I'm alone taking care of myself by myself. And it doesn't necessarily mean that um, some love languages, or if you're an extrovert, you get more um, energy from being around other people. And here again, take it to your inner gut, tweak it to make it work for you. What is it that you need? Do you need to be with more people? Do you need a moment alone? Um, whatever you can do, do something for you. Exactly. You know, self-care, you know, like Mondays are my days on my social media where I talk about my self-care. I'm, I'm saying, okay, get your 15 minute breaks in. Um, do something intentional for yourself today, you know, for self-care. Uh, all those little things, you know, I mean, it should be every day, but like really focus in on it because especially at the beginning of the week. So whether that um, is uh, writing out your schedule for that, right? Maybe taking Sunday night, Monday morning, first thing, writing out your schedule. So you know what's coming for the week, planning ahead, being intentional. That's a form of self-care. Again, 15 minute breaks throughout the day to hydrate, eat, take a deep breath. <laughs> Um, or, you know, or even if it's just a 15 minute walk outside, I don't care. You see, there's so many possibilities and there's so many different ways you can approach this. And here's the other piece. Don't beat yourself up. If you try something and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It doesn't mean you're a bad caregiver. It just means that, Hey, you tried something. It didn't work. That's okay. Go back to the drawing board. Keep trying. Just keep trying. Just keep trying and stick with it. Yes. Oh, just keep trying. Don't give up. Just keep trying. Yeah. Keep trying. Just, just keep, keep trying. trying. <laughs> kind of like Dory from, from, from the movie, right? Instead of just keep swimming, just keep trying. I, because a, a, a quote that I heard from my business coach talked about Nicole actually this week that just blew my mind was I want to just, I want to see what happens if I, what happens if I just keep trying. I want to see what happens if I just keep trying. I was like, I love that. Know, I was oh. like, hello, that is like gold right there. Yes. And you can use that for any aspect of your life, right? For now, for me, she was using it obviously in the contents, you know, of our, for my business, you know, in terms of that, but you could try that with your spiritual life. You could try that with your motherhood, with your caregiving, any aspect, what happens if you just keep trying? Oh, that is so good. What happens? I'm going to say it one more time. What? happens if you just keep trying yes mm. Mm. i think the possibilities are endless oh my goodness but let that sink in just keep trying right oh is there anything else that you want to share we've got about five minutes left one little nutshell of anything else you want to make sure our listeners are aware of or know I think the biggest thing is just, it's so cliche, but you're not alone. You aren't alone. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Part of it, part of another part of self-care, I think is just being brave enough to reach out. So whether it's hiring a coach or a mentor like me, whether it's just asking a family or friend saying, Hey, I am burnt out. I have, I'm about to blow my stack. Could you watch the kids for an hour today so I can run to Starbucks to get a coffee and just get out of the house and not have to worry about my kids and my spouse for an hour or even just run to Target? I don't know. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to reach out. Tap into your church. Tap into your community center. Be creative. Um, Facebook, I know it's cliche, but there's a lot of support groups on there for things too. Um, mm -hmm. for me personally, it hasn't been the best thing. I mean, for my business coaching, you know, my mastermind's on there and there's some other groups I follow that have been inspirational and encouraging in that realm. But in terms of motherhood and caregiving, I haven't really found anything that I'm really thriving in. So, you know, take what mm -hmm. works for you and be curious, but be aware that those things are out there. Okay. But yeah. don't be afraid to reach out and remember, you have to advocate for yourself and be brave enough to reach out. Because no one can do it for you. I can't read Lydia's brain and Lydia can't read my brain, y'all. So right. you have to be an advocate for yourself and not be afraid to reach out. And just remember that you're not alone. There's somebody else in this universe, in this world that's dealing with the same situation that you are. 
but you just have to find them. And that might take a little bit of work, especially if you are in a unique situation like I am, because I did a lot of research when I started my journey and there was nothing. So that's why I'm here as I'm create, I'm, I'm being the mentor and coach and advocate that I did not have when I went started my journey. So you might have to dig a little bit, but it's out there. You have to find it. And if not, maybe this is your little nudge from God in the universe to start something to be an advocate and be an inspiration for somebody else that is struggling. You never yes. know. You never yeah. know. And you never know. Um, I'm remembering a time there was a, there was a person who was having a really, really bad day and she cried on Facebook and she says, I just wish somebody would come help me do my laundry and I need help. She reached out and I wasn't part of that group that she was in, but my sister was, and my sister contacted me and said, Hey, someone needs help folding their laundry. And I love folding laundry for people. I know it's the weirdest thing, but when I was in our trauma time, I was like, I'm so glad people fold my laundry. That was just the best thing because laundry piles up. And anyway, she needed her laundry folded and she reached out and in that spot that she reached out, she didn't find what she needed, but because of that, it still got to where I was able to go and help her. And, um, all the stars aligned just exactly right. I had one hour that I was like, I wonder what I'm going to do during this hour. And my sister calls, Hey, you have any time to go help with the laundry? I'm like, yes, I have an hour. And she lived close and everything. It was just one of those little miracles that God handed down that, um, if you reach out, there are ways. And if it doesn't come around that, um, like you said, if it doesn't come around that you're able to find what you need, maybe that's that soul nudge that you're supposed to become that for someone else. And that was very much the case for me. I really feel like God has laid this work, my business on my heart. Now, am I making six figures? Am I like famous or anything? Not that I'm trying to be. No, not yet, but it's coming. And I am so thankful that God has given me this chance to do things I never thought I would do. Seriously, I never thought I would do um, to touch people. And some of the best moments that I've had have been at accidental things. Like I was talking with a client um, a week ago and she was just texting me on my, in my DMS on Instagram, because she was asking me some questions and then she hit the video call by accident. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But we ended up talking for 20 minutes. I was like, no, I'm available. This was supposed to happen for a reason. And the client, and dang, the conversation we had was so good. And I was like, and, it, and it's leading to a collaboration. So it's like, okay, things are supposed to happen for a reason, right? Sometimes those little accidents are happy accidents. Um, happy I'm going to just accidents. throw this out there. Um, <laughs> reason I'm working with Lydia right now is because I was actually commenting on another group, uh, on, a, on another post and a group that we're both a part of where we're um, doing some networking. And Lydia saw my comment and she's like, hey, would you like to work with me? I'm like, Sure. And it wasn't because I was necessarily engaging with, I was engaging with something else, but she saw it. So you never know. <laughs> so awesome. It's it so is awesome. awesome. It's happened for a reason. <laughs> so be open to it. Be open to it. Yes. And I don't think that there are any wrong choices. I mean, there's no. better choices, but if you make a mistake, the life is to learn and grow and to serve and progress. And you cannot really make a wrong choice. You make a learning experience and you change your choices afterwards to accommodate what you've learned. But I don't think you can ever truly make a wrong choice. No, absolutely. Uh, the first year of my business, I did a WordPress um, or WordPress Bluehost website and I hated it because there were so many tech issues. I could never get a hold of support all the coding did not make sense to your girl. It was like, no, forget it. Um, but this year I streamlined my business over to Podia and I love it because I can do everything in one spot. It works for me. It works for where I'm headed with my business model and everything else. So, but I don't regret that. I don't regret that I invested the money and the time of having that experience. Cause I had to figure out what works for me and I tried it. I hated it. It didn't work. I found Podia. It's cheaper. I can do, and I can streamline my business and it works. So take every experience that you have as a learning experience. I, I agree with what Lady's saying here. It's so good. It's so important to um, not beat yourself up. Like, oh gosh, I wasted all that time and all that money. I, you know, I failed. 
no, that was my learning curve that year, that first year where I niched down like four times to try to figure out what I wanted to be about is where I'm at today. And it has, and is what is leading to me where I'm at now getting to work with Lydia, for example. Woo-hoo. So there's all these different things that happen for a reason. So it's not a bad thing, guys. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And then you, if you hadn't gone down that path, you wouldn't appreciate your new place and po- is it Podia? Is that what you yeah. call it? Yeah. You wouldn't appreciate it the same way if you hadn't no. gone through that other tough experience and you wouldn't know how inspiring and needed you are if you hadn't gone through your experience with your husband and all of these rough, tough things that we do in life help us to appreciate and love the good that we get to have. Right. And it's, it's amazing. It's like, you think when I started this, I didn't think there was any spiritual side to it or any element of that in my work. I, I, when I was a certified nursing assistant for 15 years, I did see it as a ministry working with the elderly because they're a population that is very much forgotten, not, not advocated for enough. And they're stuck in nursing homes and things like that, you know, okay. That's mm-hmm. in of itself, a whole nother topic for another day. But um, there is, it's interesting as I've gone through my journey and everything else, I am understanding that there is an element of spirituality and it, you know, your work and what, and how you live your life is a ministry and a blessing and the chance to be able to blend the two together it's a match made in heaven. I am so lucky now. Is everyone that I work with spiritual and into in the beliefs in the Lord? Obviously not. Not everyone will be, and that's okay. But the chance to touch people and use my voice for both his glory and for helping moms that are in such a hard situation right now and are scared, isolated, and alone like I was. Hello. Who gets the chance? We are the, we are the privileged few that get to use our work um, for the good for both the Lord and for um, helping others. Not many people get that. So we are the privileged few. So how cool is that, that we get to do that? So cool. So cool. Yeah. Very well, cool. Melissa Miller, thank you for being here. I've pulled out a few of my favorite little things that we mentioned. Lessen your stress. Work today to lessen your stress for tomorrow. Create an emergency binder so that you can think about what matters most during those stressful moments. And you don't have to have your brain working on those emergency technical paperwork stuff. Mm-hmm. Music and journaling is like magical. It's so good. Um, God direct my path and shut the doors that are not for me. Oh, so good. Bite-sizing it. And I want to see what happens if I just keep trying just keep absolutely. trying thank just you so much trying. for sharing all of this with us absolutely where, where can people find you okay um your girl is everywhere but mainly these days i am focusing most on my facebook and my instagram my instagram the most so um, my handle on instagram is at melissa miller 2011 your girls over there i post three times a day in the feeds i do stories every day um, I try to do three reels a day. It doesn't always happen, but um, if you aren't following me, follow me because I have something really big coming in January. So you're going to want to be around for that. Um, the launch runway is starts on January 3rd. So be listening, be watching because something's coming. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. And then on <laughs> Facebook, I have a business page over there. It's tarosupermom.com. It's my old model, but it still works. Uh, so that's um, facebook.com at Melissa Miller 2020 is where you can find me over there. So your girl's in both places. Um, but I'd say if you really want to get in touch with me, the quickest way would probably be um, just DMing me or emailing me on my Instagram. That'd be the fastest way to get in touch with me. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're touching my heart today. Oh, well, thank you. It's been an honor. Um, and just remember, you're doing the best you can. Nobody knows your family better than you do. Give yourself grace on those tough mom or caregiver days. And remember that you are doing the best you can. And that is more than enough for you as well as your family. Okay. Yes. Can't ask for more than your best. No, no. And God will make up the rest. I love, oh, I love that. That is perfect. God will make up the rest. Absolutely. So you're doing your best and God will make up the rest. Yes. All right. Thanks for being here. Hello.
fellow happy teenagers. Hello. Wait, you guys are happy and you're teenagers? How does that happen? Well, we use the frame formula to have great relationships. The frame formula? What's that? Well, you can learn about it in the book my mom wrote. Yeah. yeah. It's called the frame formula. Your parenting source to communicate like it's your superpower. Go to www.theframeformula.com. www.theframeformula.com. All right, I'm going there now. I need a superpower. Thanks. Thanks for being here on the Cheerful by Choice podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.